Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Athletic Hockey Show. What's up, everybody? It's another edition of the Friday show on the Athletic Hockey Show. I We've got to figure out a different way to introduce that because I hate saying show that many times in a row. <laughs> you just call it... Friday. It's Friday on the Athletic doesn't... Hockey Show. There you go. There you there go. go. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Haley Salvian with Sean Gentilly. And we've got a third co-host today. It's Dom Luce-Chishin. Welcome Hi. to the show. Uh, always a pleasure to be with my two besties. That's right. We initially pitched this Friday edition of the Athletic Hockey Show as three of us. So this was the, the fun, <laughs> youthful edition of the Athletic Hockey Show. It was supposed to be... Me, Sean, and Dom, and I invited Dom, and he said, no, thanks. I don't want to do a podcast full time. Oh, no, and no, then the on. show launches. No, 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 no. I, and then the show launches, and Dom goes, wait a second. Is it too late? Can nope. I join? This don't gaslight your audience. That's not what happens. This is deceptive. This, is, this deceptive. is not what happened. First of all, they pitched it as a show with just Haley, and I said, I'll pass. Nope. No, thanks. And then That's I, not and then true. I, and then I found out that Sean was there also. I'm like, ugh. I mean, that could have been was, the three amigos. That's that's a different show altogether. A, What's the problem with doing a show with just me? It's just if it was just me and Sean, I wouldn't do it either. If it was just you, me and you, I wouldn't do it either. The fact there's three of us means there's less work for me to do. And that's always my concern with the podcast. <laughs> no, this was like this was it was it was a tautology, I believe, is, is the rhetorical uh, classification for it. Like uh, what? The fact that you. <laughs> yeah, right. The fact that you didn't do it meant that I got roped into it. Like, if you would have said yes, it would have just been you two. And do you guys want to know who my first choice was? It was actually Shayna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neither of us. That's fine. All right. Fair, and now here we are. <laughs> and, your first and your first choice still is uh, Dom's dog. Yeah. Yes. Sweet, <laughs> sweet puppy. ocean. No, you know what? Ocean and I are in a fight because last time I saw her, she was eating my hair. <laughs> and it actually kind of hurts because she was pulling it. Anyways, she, the dog is really cute. We're not in yeah. a fight. She's great. She's only done that to me when I do push-ups. That's it. Otherwise, she doesn't eat no. my hair. Right. Oh, yeah. Just go <laughs> real chill, real chill doing push-ups. And no, so annoying no when I'm trying to hit my 
50 to 100th reps and the dog's biting my hair. Just remember. It's my one workout a week. (laughs) Remember, Haley, remember, Dom, there are no bad puppies. There are only bad owners. It's true. All right. So it's the three of us today. We're going to just go around the league and talk about whatever. There's a lot going on. Um, So the first two segments of the show, we're just going to be with Dom. And then the final segment, Dom's still here. But we're going to ditch hockey and we're going to do a Halloween draft. We're going to do the draft now in our third segment because people aren't really getting past the trolls riddles and sending Mm -hmm. us questions. (laughs) It's not true. (laughs) The riddles three are getting, no, we're getting some, we're getting some questions, but the draft is fun. We, I I have a a big comeback I need to make after last week. So we're going to do a Halloween candy draft and I am going to win. Because mm. I'm just going to go with what I know fans like because I don't really eat chocolate or candy, so I can't really pick my own favorites. Just, just pandering. More, more bullshit from you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's right. What are we starting with? We're starting with the, with the Arizona Coyotes. I'm, we have, we're at the end of our rope here. Like it, It's finally <laughs> happening. They're going to play in their 55 capacity you know, community rink. Mm-hmm. In Arizona, it's it's finally going on. Mark Lazarus is there for the athletic. Um, he put together like a pretty nice what's going on piece with that whole with that whole situation uh, this afternoon. But there's there's four games, uh, four four home games. Those poor visiting teams are stuck getting dressed on the <laughs> like behind a curtain. A, uh, yeah, like uh, <laughs> behind pipe and drape no. on a. I don't know. No. dressing room. No. no, no. I was saying no word of a lie. I wasn't saying no. That's incorrect. Like that is what we would set up. So I worked for the Toronto Marlies when I was still in university doing game day operations, and we would bring the kids in to do the Scotiabank skater, or the like intermission <laughs> games and stuff. So the little kid that comes out with the Marlies flag, like that is that is what we would put the kid in with his family <laughs> to get ready for the Marlies like Scotiabank skater. When I saw that clip, I was like, this is back of house at the Rico Coliseum four years ago with the Scotiabank skater. Does Rico have a bigger uh, capacity? <laughs> oh, for uh, sure. Probably. Oh, wow. That's really not here or there. Like, I like, I like, I like joking about this because it is, it's funny. Um, I think we had like the predictable reaction a couple of days ago when people saw the pipe and drape come out and everyone's like, this is A, B, A, B, and C. I, th- I think everyone, everyone knew the way that was going to go. Mm-hmm. But people react that way for a reason. It's because it's it's because it's absurd, and you can. I think it's possible to think that there is there is a compulsion. I think on the part of Arizona Coyotes fans or Coyotes people on Twitter or whatever to take any bit of criticism of this situation as some sort of like indicator of bias against the team or against the existence of the franchise in the Valley or some sort of like old school pro original six bias. And that is like, personally, that's, I couldn't be further from the truth. I hope stuff works out there like badly. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work out there, I hope they stay in the Southern United States, like move them to Houston, move them to Mm -hmm. Kansas city. I don't get, I don't want to see that team end up in Hamilton. I don't want to see that team end up in in Quebec city. I don't want that at all. Cause like, what do, what do I care? Mm -hmm. But it's pot, it's possible to hold both of those, stances at the same time that this situation is a joke mm-hmm. and worthy to be made fun of but also not some like 
you know, trying to dump e- on egg, this yeah, Arizona. Not some like existential yeah. question about, you know, hockey and where it should be played and and who owns the game and and, and who does like this is far this is farcical. In a best case scenario, they're going to be doing this for three seasons. Mm-hmm. But that does, you know, it is it is what it is. Like this is this is a situation that they've created. This is a situation that's that that they've been dealt. You know, and these are kind of the these are the repercussions of it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they're not mutually exclusive to to what you were saying about how this is a complete joke, makes the league look terrible, but also still wants it to work in Arizona or the Southern United States. I think Houston seems to make the most sense. I mean, we've, this has been like a decade plus of it just not working. It also doesn't help that the product on the ice has been terrible, terrible. but at and the same time, worse. And, and getting actively worse by design, this year is mm-hmm. be the, one of the worst teams on paper we've seen in a very long time. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be amazed if they even fill a 5,000 seat arena at this point with what's on the ice. Mm-hmm. The one, one of the things that I saw, I will say the center ice actually does look pretty cool mm-hmm. in like a relative to what's happening here kind of thing. But I think the sun devil logo with the coyotes, like the Kachina, like looks really cool. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me from Mark's story was the alumni wall. And mm-hmm. there's like th- what there's 32 spots that they have a spot for every single team, or maybe there's just a, yeah, there's 32 plaques uh, with the logo of an NHL team to honor the Arizona State hockey players who've made it to the NHL. And Joey Decord is the only one whose name is up there. Oh, they played good. at Arizona State. And he's a great story, too. Um, Joey Decord's great. Um, I covered him when he was with the Senators. Yeah. But, yeah, I just think it's it's probably a cool thing for the Arizona State players like you can feel that much closer to what the ultimate goal is. I don't know. Like there's something really cool there to be for, for them. Mm-hmm. But I, again, like it, I totally, I totally agree. And also like Arizona state 15 years from now, 20 years from now, like the amount of money that they put into that program, the amount of resources, like look at this, like this is an unbelievable college ring, mm-hmm. right? Like we can sit yeah. here and say that it's kind of silly to have an NHL team playing there, but that's, that's really good for Arizona State, which is a gigantic school, huge, huge, mm-hmm. one of the bit one of the biggest in the states, right? And it's also, you know, the program of choice moving forward for a growing group of players from California and from Arizona yeah. and like from Texas, you go like and have, whatever. You want you know, good facility, like good good facility, et cetera, like, you know. Great weather. It's mm-hmm. a party school. It's always like one it's all on party school list it's always like top five there's a million reasons that that's going to be a really attractive place for for 18 year olds to go to mm-hmm. and also like the positive the positive you know the the positive aspect of what of these next three years it, it is it is gonna it's gonna like consolidate you know the hockey playing uh population in the valley like that's that's all good like i i am completely on board with the logic of trying to get to tempe like i've had that explained to me multiple times by multiple people and it and it's stuck like i believe it that the location of the glendale arena was a non-starter like there was catastrophic it was far away from the it was far away from the from the fan base you're expecting people to drive an hour to games like back and forth you know not gonna work sold mm-hmm. Like I get it. They need they needed to be in Tempe, and it is going to be a cool environment for fans. And it is going to be kind of, 
you know, uh, this this uh, unifying event for people who do care about hockey here. All true. I'm psyched about that part of it. That does not mean, that does not preclude us from looking at stuff like the dressing room situation and being like, that is a joke. Like mm-hmm. both, of, both of those things are true, right? Mm-hmm. And the NHL signed off on it and the PA signed off on it. All well and good, you know, more power to them. But there was no other option, right? And there was no other option because of a, a set of circumstances that it, that the Coyotes are to blame for and that the city of Glendale is to blame for. And like, it took a lot of work to screw up a situation this badly. And now this is the only way out of it. Right. But there's nothing wrong with just looking at that and being like, this is, this is, this is farcical. This is farcical. Like you're going to have people taking, you're going to have players taking golf carts from, from a separate building over, over to the rink for, for three years. Like that's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's like unbelievable. Who gives a shit about it on the fan end of things? Right. They don't care. They're going to have a blast like on, on and as far as that's concerned. Great. But from a player standpoint, I, it is it is still impossible for me to grasp that this is something that, you know, is in play with an NHL rank in, in 2022. Wild. And look, I think we the away teams are only in that weird little thing for four games. Yeah. It, but, it does, and it doesn't matter. Like, like this, it's not going to kill these guys because they have to get dressed behind a pipe and drape. It's just unbelievable that that's. I mean, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> that's the situation. We'll see how it all turns out. Uh, it's got to work. <laughs> it, somehow it has to because they're. We're going to find out whether it's whether we're even going to see two or three more years of that. Probably mm-hmm. pretty soon. Like the the ar- the arena deal in Tempe is not done yet. By the way. No. And, and it hasn't been approved. There's some movement there that I, that apparently we're going to have answers on by the end of the year. Like, it's not a slam dunk yet. It seems like it's it, I, it's moving in the right direction if you think they should build an arena there. But it's not mm-hmm. it's not done yet. So yep. who knows? Maybe <laughs> that if that <laughs> that's when the fun's really going to start is if, mm-hmm. is if Tempe doesn't pass that doesn't pass the arena deal. Then what mm-hmm. happens? Like, I don't know. All right. Let's move on. Sorry, Coyotes fans. We're not being mean to you. We're just talking about the situation. Uh, Okay, big, big news. By the time this show airs, Brad Marchand will have played a game for the Boston Bruins a month ahead of schedule, which is really significant. I feel cheated. I feel lied to. I'm very upset uh, because Jim Montgomery said the other day, don't expect him. Don't expect him. He's ahead of schedule, but don't expect him Thursday or Friday. (laughs) <laughs> and, and here we are, morning skate, and Brad Marchand's on the top line with Patrice Bergeron and Jake DeBrusque, and we're hearing that he's in today. Uh, he's not playing back-to-backs. So he's going to play around 16, 17 minutes. Uh, but this is really significant. I think the one question I have is, what do you guys feel? I mean, first, we'll go to Dom, but, like, first, the impact of having Marchand back. But also, like, how do you guys feel about teams easing guys in like that? I think that's – we don't always see that. Yeah, we don't. I think it's the smart thing to do, especially with Marshawn's injury and what he's coming back from. I am still amazed that he's back a month early. I'm amazed yeah. that Jim Montgomery lied to all of us, point blank. <laughs> did he, wait a second, did he have like an extra, did he like say like, Okay, it may have gotcha. been Fluto. It may have been, maybe Fluto, maybe we're throwing the wrong person on the bus because Fluto tweeted yesterday, like, don't expect him Thursday or Friday, so. Was that not a direct quote from the coach? I don't know. Can we get Fluto on the phone? Yeah, we need a fact check <laughs> here ASAP um, to figure that out. But yeah, I, I think the NHL is better when Brad Marchand is in it. Um, he is a hilarious heel and he's the a best. villain. And he's he's the best. I'm already excited to watch a highlight real goal, followed by some ridiculous antics that 
no other player could pull off. His his quote uh, today in the locker room when they were asked about his timeline, he was like, yeah, they told me that it was going to be late November. And I said, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> and here he is. He's back. And I'm excited. Double hip surgery. This is very, this is very funny. For, so for this is, like... This is, oh, him talk, this is him talking on, on Thursday. On, yeah, that's him st- talking on Thursday, Thursday morning. Told me it was going to be the end of November. I was like, it's not going to be the end of November. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, literally, like, yeah, we'll see. It's one of those things where you come up with a joke and it's like, you know, yeah, we'll see about that. Brad Marchand, probably. Yeah. And that's, like, actually what he said. I wonder how good also, he's Also, I'm be. incapable of saying his name the same way every time. I think oh, I fluctuate Marchand mm-hmm. Marchand, and yep. I blame him for that, and I blame uh, NHL media at large. How do you pronounce his name? No idea. Not Let us enough. know in the comments. We don't know. <laughs> Marchand. <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah, he's, he's 34, double hip surgery. He's coming back a month early. I am extremely curious whether he'll be as good as he's been the last few years, but it doesn't seem to matter because the Bruins are six and one without him inexplicably you were I think one of the only you took it on the teeth and I think I was one of them uh who was like what is what is he talking about when your season preview came out the Bruins were rated very very highly and I was like uh everyone's hurt uh this is the scene from Space Jam and everyone's on ventilators and stuff And yeah, I I was the one being like, are they going to stay afloat? What's going to happen? I thought they were going to be okay. I didn't think they were going to be six and one. Yeah, I thought they'd be okay. I thought it'd be a lot more than seven games. One of the things in the preview was going through the schedule and figuring out how many mm-hmm. games they would actually be projected to win with or without Marchand. And because it was only supposed to be 20 or so games, it was only like one or two wins. And after that, my model at least thought this was one of the best teams in the league. And even without Marchand, they've already looked like that. So bring him in, bring McAvoy back in in a month. And this team is looking like a cup contender again, which I'm going to be honest, when I saw my model spit that out, understanding what everyone else was saying, seeing the the betting market at around like 96 points and I had 104, I was also like, all right, model, what, uh, what are you doing here? Why are you leading me astray? Why are you trying to make me look uh, like a crazy person? And No, that was classic. It was classic Dom stuff in the in the Bruins season preview where you're like, yeah, I don't know. If, ah, we'll, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see about this. I mean, it, <laughs> a lot of it a lot of it has to do with, with Krejci. Like, mm-hmm. the model was high on Krejci's ability to, you know, whatever, pick up where he left off and basically happened you know like he's been he's been good mm-hmm. charlie charlie coyle has been competent as a third line center and like linus olmark's you know top mm-hmm. fifth top 10 15 goalie in the league like that combined with with all the bergeron stuff and the fact that hampus lindholm's you know he's back doing work and good. all that stuff like there you go I, yeah, I'm 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 basking in the glow of like being associated with with that season <laughs> preview. I'm like, yeah, totally knew the knew, knew the nailed males it. were gonna nailed it. Knew they were gonna be a top three team from the gate for sure. As if mm-hmm. you didn't tweet that Dom's model knows more than doctors. Very tongue in cheek. <laughs> no, tongue in cheek. Totally sincere. I'm, Sean, I, was, Sean, I was being serious. Yeah, for sure. Sean's little uh, sentence previews for all of them were so funny. What was the leak one? Like, I'm not associated with this. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I don't want to be associated. Oh, it was I, the I Taylor refuse, Swift the thing. Taylor Swift, I don't yeah. want to be. I yeah. refuse to be part of this narrative. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that that was clever. 
<laughs> I am per- <laughs> I'm personally basking in the glow of saying that Jim Montgomery was going to win the Jack Adams this year in yes. our oh, I stole season. That. I, st- I stole that from you, by the way. I've, yeah. said, I've said that all over the place. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you're welcome. At, when we had the um, season preview, all 32 things, and we were doing the award predictions, and yeah, looking through, and you can think it's Brindamore. There's no way that Mike Sullivan's ever going to win Jack Mm-mm. Adams, so just forget about that guy. Uh, and I was like, yeah, if they can get through these injuries, it's going to be Jim Montgomery. And I'm, I feel yeah. incredibly smart right now. Yeah. Jack Adams so. is always the coach that exceeds overcomes expectations or whatever, and yeah. overcomes injuries as well. And I think the Bruins were like a perfect storm for that, where mm-hmm. the expectations were extremely low for the talent level on the team. And you have the, the new coach bump as well that he should get a lot of credit for because this team looks yep. good through seven games without two superstars. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the narrative was totally in place with Montgomery. He's coming back from a horrible end to his time in Dallas. Like he's trying to trying to bounce back from that. You know, by all accounts, he has. And then you throw you throw in the injury stuff. Like this is this is over. This is sewn up. Yeah, like he's got I, it. like I, like he's got it. Unless unless they fall apart, and it, we really have no reason to think that they will. Like barring like it's it's done. It's October it's October twenty seventh. So congratulations, Jim Montgomery. Yeah, you've won the Jack Adams. Unless the, <laughs> they decide, like, the way that things ended in Dallas, they probably shouldn't be giving him a award. But they also – he's back in the league coaching, so. Yep. He's going to yep. win. It's done. It's, it's over. over. Everyone yeah. just give up. I'm sorry, Mike Sullivan. You're never going to win one of these, even though you probably it's, should. It's amazing he has none yet. It's That's crazy. wild. Him it's, and been a ho- it's been a hobby horse for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> been a hobby horse for me for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Pittsburgh guy lobbying for Mike Sullivan. Makes sense. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll be right back after the break, and we're going to get into some Canada talk. Dom had his 16 stats. Maybe we'll talk a bit of Taylor Swift. Maybe. That's exciting. Right, Sean? Yeah. We'll be right back. (laughs) You guys can. (laughs) With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So by the time this show is airing, again, we're recording it on Thursday. It launches on Friday. It's Friday. It's the Friday show. Dom is here. And today is very exciting because it's Power Rankings Day, and the three of us are doing Power Rankings, and it's the Taylor Swift edition of the Power Rankings. So when you wake up in the morning and you're listening to the show and you're listening to Midnight's by Taylor Swift and you're reading the Power Rankings, there's going to be some beautiful, sweet symmetry in your life. And sure. Dumb. Everyone's face right now is so perfect. I'm just beaming with pride. Sean is like, oh my God. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. So Sean did his emo song for each team in the league story. And now we are doing a Taylor Swift lyric for every team in the power rankings. Off Midnight's exclusively. Off of we're, Midnight's. Yes. We're not, we're not going too far in the discography. we got a. Pay homage to the to the new album. There's a new album. Yeah. Have you heard about it? Have you heard it? Hmm. No, haven't. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna no. Yeah. Well, moving on, because Sean's 
doesn't want to talk about Taylor Swift for some reason. No, you guys, you guys, you guys can. I'm not engaging critically with it, as I've as I've said several times in several different venues, several other mediums. It's for other people who are not me. Yeah. Uh, Haley, what's your favorite you guys, song? You guys can knock yourself. <laughs> Lavender Haze hits off the top. Right, I've right say. off the top, love like it. the first love synth it. beat. Oh my god! It's a great entry point into the album. And I the vibe, absolutely. Antihero and Karma are good. Karma grew on me. I didn't love it at first. <laughs> you have to just ignore that it's corny because you just expect yes. Taylor Swift to be corny and yeah, you like, like go with this it at this point. She's, she owns cringe. it. Yeah, she, like it's she cringe. owns it. <laughs> like if you go on TikTok, you'll see like these young Gen Z kids talking about how Taylor Swift is like peak millennial. It's like, yeah, she is a millennial. She's owning it. I'm like she used to like shy away from it and like be self-conscious about it but this is her saying i'm corny i'm cringy and i'm gonna say weird shit sometimes and it's and you're gonna like it and we do and make millions of dollars off of it and we're all gonna thrive (laughs) listen to her (laughs) records i was at target in the states this weekend my mom and i drove over to buffalo and I got all excited because I thought there was records and I was going to be a good friend and I was going to get Dom one of the vinyls and there was none anywhere. The, the Target exclusive edition too. Um, I know. I, actually, I was so excited. I thought I was going to be this great friend. I almost bought the CD. I was like, this is stupid. This is like no, that's what, you know what? more that's, stupid than buying a vinyl. That's what happens. CD. That's what happens when you uh, exhaust the world's vinyl supply for your last re-release. <laughs> I'm you sorry. I thought you weren't you here. Sing. I thought you weren't taking part in this um, conversation. <laughs> So, Dom, 16 stats dropped earlier today. <laughs> we got a few lead items about the Devils. Mm-hmm. Are you, like, the foremost Devil believer? Truther? In the, not even a truth. Yeah, not even a truther. Like, you're, you're dry. I, I feel like a lot of us are. Like, we, we, we've all been on board with what they've done for years. But you're, you're, driving, you're driving the bus. You know why? Because you love Vitek Vanacek. I, <laughs> I, you love I, him. I, He's good. What could go wrong? Fantastic. What, what what could go wrong? Um, yeah, I have been blown away by their metrics to start the season, and I think at this point you kind of like don't care about most metrics. You'll have Colorado somehow last in goals per sixty five on five right now, which is obviously not going to continue. <laughs> yeah, it's because they're it's because they're, they're bad. <laughs> it's because they're bad. They can't score Stink. the Avalanche <laughs> terrible offense, right? But <laughs> at some point the extremes make you want to dig deeper and the devils certainly did that because their xg at five on five to start the year was like 69 Mm -hmm. something like that uh at all in all situations even their power play is good their penalty kill is limiting chances at an extreme rate so i want to see if that seven game sample was enough for us to view the devil's team as an actually good team and it turns out that there aren't a lot of teams who outchance their opponents over a seven-game sample over the last 15 or so years. I went through it, and there are only 16 other teams, and they all made the playoffs. They almost all earned 100 points, and the Devils look to be on track to be a very good team this year if they can overcome their goaltending, which is obviously the the elephant in the room. I think the thing that bodes well for them, too, and you had this in your 16 stats, Dom, is that like Jack, we haven't really seen Jack Hughes start to fully pop offensively yet in the way that we saw him last year. Mm-hmm. And if his levels can kind of return to that and even start to build off of it because he is getting older and he is getting more developed and maturing, et cetera, we're going to see a, another level for this team when Jack Hughes can start to 
produce as much as he was last year, if not more. Yeah, once that happens, once the goaltending goes from like 840 to 890 instead, I think this team (laughs) will start rattling off (laughs) some wins. But at the same time, one of the comparables I found, if you like lower the threshold a bit, was the 2017-18 Hurricanes, who famously fooled a lot of analysts because they had a great scoring chance differential, but they couldn't finish and they Mm -hmm. couldn't get a save. So that could be the Devils, but... Even if that's well, the worst case scenario, you got the Devils really breaking through next year. Well, I wanted oh to, God, I'm so I, sick. I'm so tired yeah, of telling them maybe that's next brutal. year. I keep saying it like I'm the idiot that keeps going like, you know who my dark horse pick is? The New Jersey Devils. I'm sick of that. I don't want to keep picking them as my like dark horse every summer. Well, I wanted I would, to ra- <laughs> I wanted to rag on you for them for your because you wrote up their bit in power rankings last week and you said that the save percentage doesn't matter and all that. I wanted to rip on you for that, but you presented it in such a way where it is true, where it's like they can be, they can have bad goaltending and make it stand up basically. Like like you said, 890 versus <laughs> yeah. 8, 840. <laughs> like like they can be, they can have the worst goaltending in the league and, and, and they're still doing enough, doing enough elsewhere to make it to make it kind of work. They just can't have, you know, East, they can have <laughs> AHL goaltending, not ECHL goaltending basically. Yeah, and then, which is and basically what's happening now. Which right? is true. Like that's, that's the, that's the right way to frame it. Cause I read that and was like, Oh damn, you got, <laughs> you got, got me again. Like I, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm stuck making excuses for the devils. It's year five or whatever, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, you don't expect any NHL goalie to be at eight forty, even with scoring going up and, the defense seems to be improving. John Marino has looked great so far. Uh, just <laughs> make a save at some point. Because when they just get slightly competent goaltending, they've won every single game so far. It's just three games where the goaltending has completely took a dump all over itself. <laughs> <laughs> it should just truly just like rotate guys in and out. Like just do it in like. Why didn't they ga- sign Louis Domingue? You know, <laughs> lean in, lean in. Get yeah. Chef Louie. Who cares? Is Bernier coming back? I don't know. Uh, he was supposed to. Like he's supposed to. But last I heard, it was supposed to maybe by the by the holidays. That like whatever. That's a good redemption find, story. If he does, find something. <laughs> Where's Tukarski? Sign Dustin Tukarski for is God's sakes. Is he in Buffalo? Pit- he's he's in Pittsburgh. I thought, Pittsburgh? The, yeah, I thought sure. the Penguins signed him. Trade for him. Like <sighs> whatever. End Just, this. End this loop. End this loop of of us being like, oh yeah, they they can't. They're not going to get sunk by their goaltending again. What do we sign like, Vanacek for three years? This is this is what happened to me when I was doing um, the free agent frenzy show last in the summer, and I was like, well, I think the Devils are going to be alright because they got a, they got a goalie, <laughs> and Mike Johnson was hosting it with me, and he's just like, they got a goalie. What are you huh? talking about? I was like, they got they got. They got Vanacek, did I? And he made me feel like I completely <laughs> botched it. And he was just like, "No, like he's not. He's not it." Like, I'll tell you what. It. Got violently humbled by Mike Johnson on national television. It, Thanks, it, <laughs> Vanacek. It's what hate that it's guy what, now. It's what all the hot wannabe contenders are doing. They're going out and getting scrap goalies from the Washington Capitals. There's no better way to success than to sign guys who the Caps wanted absolutely nothing to do with after years and years of watching. Okay, no, Ilya Samsonov is like the only good thing happening in yeah, Toronto we'll see. right that now. That is true. That is <laughs> we'll true. Against all odds. We'll yeah. Against all odds. So you know what, Sean? the rest Sean? of the team that sucks. No, 
<laughs> it's early. Elias Samsonov has a 9.33 and six goals saved above expected in five yeah. games. And the yeah. Leafs are four and three. <laughs> oh my God. The one thing that was supposed to be a problem is not really a problem. Except for memory. Yeah, Memory well. has gone exactly how people who are paying attention would have gone. <laughs> Went exactly as planned. <laughs> like, the Senators fans, um, like, after the home op- the season opener and he looked terrible against Montreal, I saw a bunch of Sens fans being like, this just in, Matt Murray, like, pulls hamstring, can't play, goes to LTIR, and then, like, literally 12 hours later, it's a abductor groin injury and he's on LTIR. So. I mean, the galaxy, the galaxy brain take on that is that they signed Murray knowing that he would get injured immediately and be able to shelve, we can ca- sh- we- shelve him into LTIR yeah. once, the, once the season starts. Ooh, baby, we're going to accrue so much cap Dubis. space with Matt Murray on our roster. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dubis, Brandon Pridham, you've done it again. That's oh. four DHS that right there. That was really rooting like for Matt Murray, the human being. I was like, I really do hope this works out for him as a person. Mm-hmm. And we'll see when he comes back. He looks like a nice young man. I feel like if he comes back, Samsonov seals the net. He can maybe regain some confidence as a backup and hopefully yeah. stay healthy. But it seems we'll like he's wishful this, thinking. This is year yeah. five. Maybe Matt Murray can stay healthy and regain some confidence. Like, for God's sake. Yeah, he's it's lost some, the it, benefit of the doubt. But maybe if the pressure is off of being the guy, mm-hmm. maybe he can have this end of his career as a backup who's being paid way too much money yeah but goaltending is weird like that i think pressure i think is a big thing carter hart in uh, philadelphia had a lot of pressure put on in the last two years this year no pressure at all and he's looked amazing yeah (laughs) uh so i don't know with goalies i am i never try to be definitive matt murray looks pretty bad if he turned out to be good okay sure why not (laughs) I think I'm. I think in both directions, I'm like once you are a certain way for like three or four seasons as a goaltender, I'm like, all right, this is who it is. If you're great, mm-hmm. like if you're Henrik Lundqvist or whatever, congratulations. But if you're, you know, nine zero three, nine zero six, eight ninety eight in three consecutive years or whatever, like, okay. Yeah. I think it's. I th- I think it's fair to start drawing some conclusions. Probably not before that though. You know, like I'm, I mean. I, we everybody's so afraid to make any kind of predictions about goaltenders, and that's and yeah. it's and it's, it's true. Voodoo. Like we, it'll burn we, you. we should be. Nobody nobody understands this shit. Look at Stu yeah. Skinner, <laughs> um, world world beater. Stu Stu Skinner. Yeah, he's only been on the ice for four goals against this season so far. Mind you, yeah. he's only had three. He's only played three games, but he's looked better than Jack Campbell so far. That's not too surprising. But uh, yeah, John Gibson oh. had lung fist like numbers and last three or four years has looked terrible. Uh, yeah, it's just, and, and like, just weird. We need to, and we're at the point now with Gib, with a guy like Gibson where you just need to kind of recalibrate your expectations for him. That's where mm-hmm. you were with Murray a year or a year or two ago, right? Where mm-hmm. you're like, okay, doesn't mean that he's never going to be able to do it, but you need to be honest about where he is about where he's been and where he is like over a three or four year window. it's true for Gibson and it's true for Murray. I think this is actually an interesting jumping point too. When we're looking at like this goalie carousel and how kind of bad it's gone to start the season. There's a lot of guys who, who switch teams and lots of reclamation projects that aren't going super well. And I think this is a really good example for 
say the Pittsburgh Penguins to not mess around and just lock in Tristan Jari. Like, don't do it. You've got to, you've got to, he's what, 26? Don't, don't go to the UFA pool. Just bring him back. Negotiate in season. Keep Tristan Jari. It's working. I think we're past the point of being like, oh God, is he, like, he still has to prove himself in the playoffs, right? But he was mm-hmm. hurt last year. I think there's more confidence in Jari in Pittsburgh, no? I think uh, so. I, I mean, there's, he was, he was, he had been pretty rough in, on the, in the, oh, in he the was last, bad in that Islander but, series, and then he only played the one game last year because the injury. But yeah, he got he got worked against Edmonton too. But but that was a that was a pretty brutal effort by the guys in front of him, uh, especially in the second period there. That was terrible. So we're still at the point now where one awful game can throw off save percentage. It can throw off you know goal saved above expected. Like the sample size, it's not a cop out. Like it still is really small. But yeah, yeah. Jari, Jari is an interesting case. Like, I don't know. I, I think there's there every team is trying to find the mid the mid ground where it's like we like this guy a lot, but don't necessarily want to give him the Jack Campbell deal or whatever, right? Like that or the or the, or the Matt Murray deal. Like everyone's trying to, you know, you have so a many bad who, who's goalies a tick set a ab- bad standard, <laughs> right? Who's like a tick above average? You're like, ah, oh, it'd be great if we didn't pay this guy six million dollars a year. And I think that's what everybody's trying to avoid because those those are the goal. That's like that is like one of the pitfalls that avoiding separates like good teams from great teams is mm-hmm. paying a mediocre like average starting goaltender like he's something more than that. There aren't that many guys in the league at a, at a given time that are worthy of like getting the bag dropped like at, at their locker, right? And it and it's important to figure out whether you have one of those guys or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I th- and, and I think Pittsburgh's in the process of that with Jari. Usually you you don't know because uh, there's only like a select few and everyone else is like bunched around the middle. It's with Jari, it's like the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Mm-hmm. And the Leafs right. were going through a similar situation with Jack Campbell himself last year. And Even I think the, Anderson too. And Anderson. I think the biggest thing with Murray is that they probably figured he wouldn't be, he would be similar to Campbell in the sense that he's not that effective, but mm-hmm. he's signed for fewer years. I think that right. flexibility is what they they cared for. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Campbell for five years is looked bad at the start of the year, looking pretty not great already. Um, and with Jari, I that's friend I, of the show Jack Campbell. So you better watch mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I I love Jack. That is <laughs> He's the great. most golden yeah. retriever of a man of all time. He was a fan favorite in Toronto for a reason, but he has. Second half was just not great. And I think with goalies, you probably want as much info as possible. And I, with Jari, I feel like I'd be weary signing him too soon. I I'm, agree. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I don't think they should do it tomorrow, but I think when you look at some of the goalies who are going to be unrestricted free agents this summer, I mean, Tr- Tristan Jari is one of the best pending UFA goalies out there. What are you going to like? Would you rather give Jonathan Quick that money? I mean, he's 37 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Like you got Jonathan Quick, Simeon Varlamov, Ben Bishop, Freddie Anderson, Jonathan Bernier. Like they're you. What you want to go get? Mackenzie Blackwood, James Reimer. I mean, like the if peng- the Penguins are going to switch up their starter, they it's slim pickings. <laughs> David Riddick. This is bleak. Depends on what you they want to spend. I think that's the biggest thing. It's all about price and flexibility. And if Jari wants the Kemper contract, for example, that would 
that probably should be a non-star. But then again, this core is just win now until yeah. the big three retire. That's, so that's, that's what it is. And maybe that's the deal you end up seeing with Jari, right? A deal that's like maybe a couple years, two years too long. Like they did, like they, like everybody else on that team is, is mm-hmm. signed, right? They're, you go a little bit longer on the back end so you can, so you can save a little bit on the hit. Mm-hmm. It would be for like, maybe, yeah, just go out. They should go out and sign quick. Yeah, just keep collecting guys from the <laughs> o f- from the o four draft year. Just sign a bunch of thirty seven year olds. Sign me. I would love to see I'll, that. I'll play. I'll play. You, have you played? Position. Did you play as a kid? No. Uh, <laughs> I played. I played. I played like street hockey and stuff. We gotta hey, get you on a rink next time you're in Toronto. Uh no, you don't. I I really want that like more than anything. Not gonna happen. Gonna get a video posted on uh on Twitter. Posted it in the power rankings. Uh, you've hum- you publicly humiliated me enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, another team that is uh, signing guys for just a little bit too long is the Calgary Flames. But they're off to a really good start to the season. Dom, you had a note about the Flames in 16 stats. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, they are still very good five-on-five players. Jonathan Huberto and his line haven't really figured it out yet. But I think the fact that the Flames' top line and – their big guy on the the left wing haven't quite figured it out and they're still five and one is is pretty good because they're not gonna be a middling five on five team for long. Not not the way that we know Daryl Sutter coaches his team. What have you thought about Calgary so far? I I'm not gonna lie, I've not watched too many Calgary games. I think the record That's is weird. impressive. I think <laughs> I think the I think what Kadri has done is impressive. Uh I believe in this team. I had them ranked pretty high. I see that their XG isn't great so far, but that'll probably be something that figures itself out as the new parts of the team start meshing better into Sutter's system. And I don't know, I just, I I love the decor on that team. I think mm-hmm. when you have six or seven guys that are that good, Michael Stone, suddenly fantastic. <laughs> Sure. He's the Why not? he's such a good dude too. I just enjoy talking to Michael Stone. So we're happy. I wish for him. nothing but the best for anyone who it just is like a guy and they just suddenly just pop off. That is amazing. Like he yeah. was great in the playoffs, great right now. Good for him. I love there's Freaking not there's bomb ver- of a shot. I was just about to say there's very <laughs> little I love more than Michael than than uh than Michael Stone randomly dropping bombs from the from the top of the circle. And watching people react to it for the first time, what? being like, "Holy <laughs> shit! What <laughs> is this? Al, is this Al McInnes? Like, who are we watching here? Can we actually petition to get him to the All Star game somehow? This is the one oh, time I'll do some rule. fan shit. Give me Michael Stone in the hardest shot contest. Yes, I'm, uh, right now. Oh man, is he gonna win? Probably. If anyone's listening right now, hello, hello. If anyone from the league is listening, invite that's Michael what, Stone, South Florida. That is absolutely what the like All Star Weekend should be for the NHL. Like, bring dudes who don't make the All Star team to mm-hmm. partake in this in the skills competition. Like, Don, mm-hmm. you, started, you started saying it. We see yeah. it with the dunk contest and the three point stuff. Who cares? Like, bring bring those guys. Someone someone yeah. who's insanely fast, who's you know a thirteenth forward because he doesn't have doesn't have hands or whatever on on some team. Like. Expose these guys. Like, like, give them, give them that exposure. Let's see, let's see the randos. La- okay, last question before we move on to the Halloween candy draft. Who is the best Canadian team in the league? And 
you guys can, I, I don't know if you guys want it to be like right now, I think when it's all said and done, like who's the best team? Who's yeah, the best set, Canadian set team? The, set the parameters of the choice here. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like how about it? Are we talking like at the end of the season? Or yeah. like right now? Or who has the most points at the end of the regular season? Like or who right do you now? just think has the best team in terms of construction, how far they're going to go? When you look at the Canadian teams, like which team is the best? How far they're going to go? Um, I'd probably lean Calgary just because they're, I think, an elite team and they get to play in the Pacific Division, which is not as strong as, say, the Atlantic Division. So I think they'll be up there in terms of points. They'll probably win the first round matchup against whoever random team they play. And after that, who knows if they have the star power to compete with some of the other teams. But... Yeah, I, I I would say they probably go the farthest. I like how they salvaged their offseason after losing Gaudreau and Kachuk. And Still crazy. They, they're five and one looking, their numbers anyway, look not so great. And they're still five and one. So once mm-hmm. they start playing true Daryl Sutter hockey, I think we'll see one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, because they have they have a goalie. They're they're still my pick. And, and their I know goalie like, isn't even looking good right now. He, yeah. he seems like he's got, he's like, righted the ship like a little bit over the last couple yes. of games but he but his start was 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 pretty rough yeah, i mean i pick i i picked the flames to win the to win the cup like mm-hmm. they were my they're in my preseason pick i picked markstrom to win the vesna like i'm all <laughs> i'm all i'm all in on them like i like for better yeah, or worse like I, I, I can't i can't bail on them yeah. after you know six games or whatever it's been uh yeah. yeah like going back to like the goalie conversation where there's like really like eight guys you can count on markstrom is one of those guys he'll probably have mm-hmm. to solve his his demons against the edmonton oilers at some point but yeah. i think mm-hmm. having that is a, a big advantage come playoff time that the leafs probably don't have unless Ilya santanov is the guy you know what i want you know what i want i want a round one replay of of calgary versus dallas i want like new look stars against against mm-hmm. the flames again the stars let's might just, be too good just, for that. Let's just do it again. They might be. Yeah, I don't, I don't like think it. they're going to be in the wild card spot. You know, they're nah, not. They're not know. the last. You never seed. know. Injuries. Injuries happen. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm just yeah. saying it's what I want. I'm, it, it doesn't yeah. matter whether it's realistic or not. Is, Make that is, the Western Conference Final. But yeah, I'm still. I'm sticking with the second round. I'm sticking with Calgary. Like you guys have said, the five on five numbers aren't great yet. But I have. I have. I have faith that that'll rebound to some extent. And I'm taking Markstrom over. Yeah. Over everyone else, like that's it's it's the it's the most well-rounded roster, and they have the easiest easiest path, I think, to you know. Minus playing Edmonton, who they haven't been up, who they and or Vegas. Past. Yeah, Vegas looks good too. Um, but we'll see what happens with Vegas. Yet. 80, 80 or whatever games from now. So yeah, I, know, I, I know Pittsburgh was on the back end of a back-to-back, but Calgary speed bagged them a, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pittsburgh had a bit of a boost in the second period, but they just got wiped yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, Flames look good, and their five on five numbers are very mediocre. And mm-hmm. Markstrom, like Markstrom, had a good third period against Carolina and a really good game against Pittsburgh. So he's probably trending in the right direction. So we'll see. We'll just see what he does if he starts against Edmonton on Saturday because he, as Dom said, he has some demons yeah. with the Oilers. Like I think they were just toying with him at one point. Like I think even the coach was messing with him. I remember the one quote from. Uh, the playoffs and he was talking about you know Mike Smith might be old but it's not like he played 75 games this season and that is exactly how many games Markstrom had played to that point and it was like oh man they are just crazy 
toying with Jacob Markstrom right now. So <laughs> I think you'll be fine. All right. Oh. Let's do the candy draft. We're all on the same page. It's boring. I thought we were all going to have maybe different answers. I mean, Friends I... the best team in Canada, whatever. Let's do, let's do the candy draft. <laughs> I could talk about the Leafs if you want. No, no thanks. We're, we're no, good. thanks. Let's go to break. The Leafs and Taylor Swift, Sean's yeah. favorite click, topics. Click, click, click. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Okay, we've talked about enough hockey. That's enough <laughs> on the athletic hockey show. Gross. Yeah, we're done. It's been 45 minutes, I think. So it's Halloween weekend. I'm not doing anything for Halloween. I don't have candy. I don't have costume. I don't have anything to do. I don't have. I don't have costume. <laughs> yeah, if, I was if, trying if to make it all match up. Friend was throwing a Halloween party. Invited you to it. <sighs> yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I have plans. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna stay on my couch all weekend. But I'll let you know. I'll oh my send god, you. so lame. Whatever, we'll figure it out. I'm tired. Look at me, I'm exhausted. Um, don't say anything. So we're gonna do a Halloween candy draft because we're feeling festive. Um, I've got my once again shout out to my little pumpkins in the back background. I love fall vibes. I'm drinking a a, a pumpkin spice coffee with pumpkin spice creamer from Starbucks. We're in the mood. It's fall. We're doing Halloween stuff. We're doing a candy draft. Five rounds. We're snaking. Once again, Danielle, our, I mean, I'm, I was going to say our friendly producer, Danielle, but I don't know about that. <laughs> because I lost last week, even though she said that my draft was really good. Hey, um, you, you can redeem yourself this week. <laughs> it's a new week. Yeah, whatever. I don't really trust either. I don't trust Danielle or Sean. I think you guys were talking about what kind of candies you like the best. And... Dom and Ameri- screwed. Yeah, American so, candies. Yeah, the best kind. You guys we only have, have really good candies here. You got good ones, but you only got like five of them. That's like- I'm aware <laughs> of an American who like will take home as many coffee crisps as possible. Greg, customs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, candy, it's our candy draft. Can- he's a candy freak. Yeah, we did a. I did a random draft order. So Dom is the first overall pick. Then Haley. Then Sean with the third overall pick. So you guys ready? You ready for the candy draft? I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to kill you guys. Dom? Uh, first pick, uh, Reese Cups. Oh, no, Reese Cups. Is that a Canadian fucking way to... <laughs> I, I'm just peanut butter cups. Reese peanut Reese's butter cups. <laughs> I just dropped the, I, just, I don't think I've ever dropped an F-bomb on this podcast before. And I, I did it immediately after, after, after you. What is your problem? You said, Reese, you said, Reese you said Reese's Cup. Reese Cup. <laughs> you told them there is a plural. <laughs> I, we were supposed to go quick. Yeah, it was a lightning was round. I'm shortening <laughs> it. We don't even know it's peanut butter. Everyone knows it's peanut butter. I blurted out a curse word. I, I, what, do you, what do you want me to do, <laughs> Haley? I'm not good at going fast with this stuff. Oh um, my god. <laughs> um, I don't you, eat chocolate. No! You should lose your pick. Name you should a lose your pick. <laughs> You're going to get stuck with Necco wafers if you don't pick something. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Reese's Pieces. That's why I differentiated and said Reese's God Cups. almighty. There's, there's, there's more than one. Don't Ugh. yell at me. Kit Kats, go. Oh. That's you again. Oh, it's yeah. me. Sn- Snickers. Shoot. I'll go with a coffee crisp. Coffee crisp is good. I am going to go with... A Mars bar, I believe they're called Milky Ways in the States. Mm-hmm. Ooh, go again. Um, give me, give me a, 
a Twix. Damn it! Twix is good. This is hard. I'm going to go with a Butterfinger. Not my favorite. Classic, classic third round mistake, I would say, when you're talking about the candy draft. <laughs> I've, I've seen it once, I've seen it a thousand times. What, a Butterfinger? It's, it's the, it's, um, the, the inferior of that kind of format. Like, the, the Fifth Avenue bar is much better than a, than is a that Butterfinger. Is that your pick? But I'm, uh no, I'm taking the Wonder Bar. That is a Canadian delicacy. It's it's the it's the best <laughs> of the bunch there. I I love the I love that thing. And I and I needed to get it because I, I feel like one of you guys would have would would have done it at some point. Mm-hmm. It, was, uh, wasn't wait, on my list. Wasn't on my list. Wow, it's because you know what? Because you're a loser. Just <laughs> 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 peanut butter M Ms. <laughs> That's your pick. Yep. <laughs> I'm just. I really hope nobody picks Smarties. Who Ooh, no. who likes Smarties? No one. I kind of do. Oh really? my god, that's I think weird. they're fine. Yeah, they're also they're also different. In, that's a Canadian American difference. Too. Smarties and Rockets. Don't we what don't have Smarties we don't in we don't have we don't have Smarties. We don't have chocolate Smarties, and they're down here. I guess those are Rockets. Is is that what they're called? Yeah. There's there's no chocolate in, in American Smarties. It's just like granulated or like pressed, like kind of pressed sour sugar. What? Yeah. What is do you it, know what, what Rockets are? They're little yeah. discs. Yeah, those they're called Smarties in the States. Ew. Okay. Go. I like Starburst. Ooh. It's fine. Fine pick. Good, good pick, good pick. Um going into the, the candy section, I'm gonna go with uh Twizzlers. Ew. I love Twizzlers. I like I like Twizzlers. Nibs are all. disgusting. Nibs are nibs nibs I can do away with, but Twizzlers are elite. Twizzlers are good and they're also um they're also good for kids who have uh, peanut allergies. Mm. So if you have, so if you're at a house where you get or whatever, you, where you get like a ton of trick or treaters, it's a very nice thing to put out some Twizzlers because if there's peanut allergic kids out there, they can actually get, get a nice little treat. Same goes. Do you same guys goes, like candy same goes corn? for Kit Kats. Uh, I'm fine on it. I feel like I'm I the love only, candy. Corn. I feel like I'm the only person fan. who's like who's like uh-uh. who's like completely. 50 50 on it like i think it's i, oh, I think 50, it's okay 50. i like I candy corn for like 10 minutes and then i get a tummy ache i don't, I don't care for it it's pure pure sugar so so dom dom's taking candy corn no saying? no yeah, dom, uh, i'm your taking final pick uh the hershey cookies and cream bar oh. wow i remember when that was introduced <laughs> that was like I, a it was like a mid. It was like a mid '90s thing. Like, cause I, I remember it from when I was a little kid. It was like a big, a big honking deal. My me and my sister used to fight for those. Yeah, I, I can imagine because yeah. not a lot of not a lot of places are gonna. Yeah, are, are gonna uh, hand them very, out. Very happy with that fifth pick. I think it's a strong sleeper pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm upset with my performance thus far. I totally forgot about the Kit Kat in the first round and panicked because you, you guys were screaming at me. You guys were yelling at me. I was trying to think of the thing I was trying to say, and then I said mm-hmm. Reese's Pieces. Kit Kat was going for the number one seed, and you forgot about it. How do you forget the a potential number one draft pick? Because I'm gluten intolerant, and there's wafer in, in there. <laughs> Do you guys realize that what my candies I eat? I eat yeah, Winto yeah. Green mints and Skittles. Yeah, I do. I do realize. Why don't you just cater your your draft to to what you like and enjoy, and not trying to pander to the audience here? Because because then she wouldn't be, be able to then she wouldn't be able to pander to the audience. Yeah, yeah, idiot. That's, that's her whole. That's the whole approach here. Yeah, people love a coffee crisp. People love butter. So do fingers. I. They're... So yeah. 
Do you? No, I can't eat peanuts either. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. You actually can't eat any of the candies. Oh, Starburst. I can eat Starburst. Starburst. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you want with your fifth pick here? Something you can eat or something you know your audience will like to try to salvage this poor draft? You know what, Dom? <laughs> you got so mad at Sean and I for making fun of your Blue Jays tweets when you don't even like baseball. So you can just shut up about okay. the candy draft. I, I need to clarify this. <laughs> I love the city of Toronto and I hate the sport of baseball. I think those can be like mutually, I don't think they're mutually exclusive where I can cheer for a team even though if I don't care for the sport usually. You were having a bad day and you got really upset with us. I, I was having a bad day. I mean, like an hour after I texted him, I'm like, I was just grumpy. Yeah. Temper. Are you okay? Temper tantrum on fake Thanksgiving for you. Yeah. It was Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> exactly. What's your pick? <laughs> yeah, Haley, come on. You're not going to win this, so you might as well just name a candy. <laughs> Aw. The humble Jolly Rancher. <laughs> <laughs> In honor of... Daryl Sutter. <laughs> hey, don't call him that. Does he not like that? No, it's I, a, it's, I don't think it's a, he gives, it's a corny, I don't think he cares. It's a corny nickname, but yeah, I, I like. I actually really like Jolly Ranchers. Me but too. You know I what love I, it. You, you know what I like more than Jolly Ranchers? Sour Patch Kids. Oh, elite pick. That was that's what I was uh, thinking about between that and uh, that and Twizzlers. I think you needed like one uh, one candy to go with the. The chocolate to That's really right. round things out. That's and, uh, right. Do you guys want to know my actual favorite Halloween candies? I love oh Laffy Taffy banana flavor. Oh, gross. <laughs> that is <laughs> so <laughs> off the board. That's, I just, love Laffy Taffy. I love are, Jolly Ranchers. I like nerds. I like Skittles. I don't, I'm not Skittles a chocolate person. I love candy. I love, can- I like an arrow bar. I'll eat a bounty bar. You know, I probably what the, won't. What is a bounty I bar? Well. I think that's it coconut, coconut in it. It's terrible. In terrible. <laughs> oh, it, it's like mounds, I yeah. guess. Uh, probably. Yeah. Arrow was a surprising non-drafty. I'm, I'm, I was going to go Arrow, really, but I, you guys I started really yelling the, at me. I don't really so. get. I don't really get the point of it. It's of just that. bubbly. Do you it's, let it's the just, bubbles melt? Haley, Haley, with the banana laffy taffy remark there may have uh, polluted <laughs> the juror pool. I, I, I think. I think she just. I think she just. Push Danielle out, out of. I didn't draft yeah. it. That's not fair. I'm it doesn't coming matter. to lose anyways. Whatever. Um, the actual best things when you're going trick or treating as a child is it doesn't matter what they give you. It's the houses with full size candy bars. Like I don't yeah. care what kind of candy bars. If you have a full mm-hmm. size, I'm gonna hit up that house on my way back. <laughs> and then not eat it. Um, when I was a child, I didn't know about food allergy. I didn't uh, care. Gotcha. Um. And the the houses that would have like caramel apples, candy apples, disgusting, terrible. Oh. No oh, thanks. You really? deserve to finish last. Oh yeah. Also, I the houses well. they would give out like popcorn balls and pennies. Hey, excuse me. <laughs> yes. A popcorn ball. Yeah, D- Danielle. Right? Did you? Yeah. Did, did they do? No, no idea. That's a weird that Pittsburgh is. thing. It's not a yeah. weird Pittsburgh thing. It's a. It's apparently a Southern California thing too. Like, I didn't see them very often, but also it's one of those things where, like, when we were trick-or-treating, we were told, don't eat anything that 100%. was homemade. So, yeah. like, we would get them, but you would never really, you would toss them. I, I'm sure we can still go to Target if you want to give out, like, manufactured, you know, sold popcorn balls. Like, you know, I think I think we could. They're disgusting. Or but. those weird uh, strawberry candies with, like, the strawberry wrapper on those. Did you ever oh, have yeah. those? Yeah. Yeah. 
Bank, yeah, bank candy. You get those, bank candy. Yeah, I like those. Yes. <laughs> you know what I also used to like is the little marshmallow strawberries and bananas. <laughs> this is this is this is disgusting. This is Haley. Oh my god, Haley just drafting like one candy after another that you find at like nursing homes and stuff. <laughs> Haley is the NHL team that drafts a player in the first round, and Bob McKenzie's like, who? <laughs> who? <laughs> the, yep. Yeah. So, uh, that kind of happened with Sean Monahan, actually, if I remember correctly. <laughs> you guys were yelling at me. I panicked. I didn't think Reese's Pieces was that bad. I should have gone with the Kit Kat. It threw it me was, off. It wasn't bad. It was just not a, not a first round pick. I went rogue after the third round. I went rogue immediately. <laughs> All right. So, here's the draft. Dom has the Reese's Cups. Reese's peanut butter cups. So Sean Reese, doesn't start screaming. Reese cups. Ugh. They're not Reese's? No, that's what Dom said. Reese cups. They are Reese's cups here. <sighs> Just There's go. An S. Continue. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's Reese's peanut butter cups. I know. That's there's what I'm no saying. There's no S on the end in America. It's a Reese cup, but there's two. Dom said Reese cup. That's why I <laughs> responded <laughs> so violently. <laughs> I said cups. <laughs> I said cups. Reese you said, cups. You said <laughs> Reese cups. Okay. And, Whatever. And, he, and he threw me into a rage. <laughs> <laughs> Was it all by design to throw you off on your draft? Yeah. I, think I, I think I did great. Okay. I don't know about. okay, quick recap. Dom yeah. has Reese's cups, Mars bar, Twix, Twizzlers, cookies and cream. I have Reese's Pieces, Coffee Crisp, Butterfinger, Starburst, and Jolly Ranchers. That is horrific. Sean has Kit Kat, Snickers, Wonder Bar, Peanut Butter M&Ms, and Sour Patch Kids. Danielle, who's the winner? Dom actually has like four of my favorite candies Ooh. in his draft. Damn. However, that Sean actually wins. No, but that overtakes the fact that I hate Twizzlers. But the other four are so strong. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Let's go. What a draft. Did I come I in second? <laughs> <laughs> do you want her do, do you want her to say you came in second or do you want her to tell the truth? What I mean, went wrong? I mean, Sean bought me a bicycle last week, so Yeah. All right. Dom wins. It's unfortunate. That was stupid. I don't know why I said a Halloween candy when I don't eat chocolate. <laughs> Thanks for the free win. And I don't know what people like either. I was like, I'm going to pick stuff that people like. Yeah, good good going. That didn't go well for me. Dom has a candy model. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it spits out a catch-all number for each team. Mm-hmm. But, all, but also, also, for some reason, the Leafs won that one too. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. Okay. Leaves, Leaves Reese's Cups. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Don't give him any ideas, or he's gonna change the Taylor Swift power rankings. We're not changing Halloween that. Candy. I don't, I don't know we would never do there. that. <laughs> okay. Well, that was dumb. And fun. And fun. <laughs> not for me. That was humiliating. I think I shared too much <laughs> about Laffy Taffy <laughs> banana flavored items. Don't stop. Don't even say it again. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll talk to you next week on another Friday edition of The Athletic Hockey Show. Just a reminder, if you're not an Athletic subscriber, you can join us at theathletic.com slash hockey show to get an annual subscription for $1 a month for the first six months. 